Hey there, welcome to my brand new episode, that's also the first episode of my new podcast, where I'm going to talk about things and try to suggest them to you. These things can consist of movies, TV shows, music, and maybe even food down the, down the line, who knows, you know, it's just going to be things I'm interested in currently this week. So let's just get started. Alright, so first things first, that's the Muppet movie. I recently watched this movie... Um, about a week ago, I guess, and I just want to talk about the things I enjoyed from this movie and why you should watch it, I guess. So, um, let's just start with the things I enjoyed. So, I really enjoyed the songs. The soundtrack was amazing. The th- three songs I really liked the most were uh, Man or a Muppet, which, if I'm not mistaken, it won an Oscar, and it rightfully so, because it's such a good song, you know. You have... Gary, played by, um, Seth, not Seth, is it Seth? I can't remember his name, Jason Siegel, I don't know why I thought it was Seth, Jason Siegel, and you have Walter, played by some guy, who I cannot remember off the top of my head, and I feel really bad about that, but they just sing like a, a duet, but they don't know they're singing a duet, I guess, I don't really want to spoil the song if you haven't heard it, but I'm sure most people have heard it around this time. Another song was Pictures in My Head, which was Kermit reminiscing about the old days of when the Muppets were really popular, and he's just reminiscing about his friends, and it's really, like, happy and sad, and it really captures, it really captures that feeling of reminiscing, how you can feel really happy, but when you're done reminiscing, it just is like, whoa, that is kind of sad, and that, that really perfectly embodies that, I guess, and then this one isn't really a new addition to the soundtrack, but it's the Rainbow Connection. Um, if you aren't familiar with that song, it was I think it originally was from the first Muppet movie, um, from the 80s, and it's just that one, in the 80s one, Kermit, it's just Kermit singing. But in this one, we get Kermit, Miss Piggy, and the whole gang of Muppets singing, and it really makes you feel so good. It, it makes you feel like you're part of the Muppets, if that makes any sense. I've never really got that feeling with a movie, or at least I haven't in a long time. Um, some more things I liked were Jason Segel and Amy Adams' characters, uh, Gary and Mary, who were really like good together, had such good chemistry. Uh, Jason's character, he was kind of like a bad boyfriend in my eyes, you know? He just wanted to help out his brother, which isn't a bad thing, but he was kind of blowing off Mary's character, or Amy Adams' character, Mary. His brother Walter, though, he was a really great addition to the Muppets. He was, he's the one that helped pull them together. He was like, Kermit, I, I love the Muppets since I was a kid. We need to bring them back. And the reason that they wanted to bring the Muppets back together was because uh, a rich businessman, uh, Tex Richmond, was going to bulldoze the Muppet Studios lot and get oil and they wanted to save their lot. So if they could raise $10 million in, I think, one night, one night, I think, then they could, uh, you know, get it back and not let him own it. The only thing I didn't like about Walter, though, was his act in the show where he whistled. It, it wasn't really anything, you know, interesting to me, personally, but I, I can appreciate the talent behind it, you know, it was it was really well, like, choreographed, I guess, but it wasn't very interesting to me, but, you know, that's the thing about that, but, but that's the thing about the Muppets, it's a variety show, it isn't 
just a thing where that everybody has to like every single act. That's the point, you know. Some people like Gonzo, some people like Swedish Chef more. You know, it's just it's just a coin toss. It's a variety show. That's the whole point of it. Um, I also liked where Kermit and the and Gary and Mary and Walter were going to pick up the rest of the Muppet crew, and. They picked up a few and it showed you how they got them and stuff. And then after they got about two or three, they were like, okay, let's do this in a montage. And it was like an 80s montage with the classic Indiana Jones map. I thought that was kind of funny. It was a nice throwback to the 80s. But, however, they also had a scene where they had to go pick up Miss Piggy, who lived in Paris. So they drove their car under the ocean. I thought that was like a really funny joke. You know, all, all these jokes are wholesome too, which I can appreciate. You know, because... You know, not everybody likes wholesome jokes, but I think if you can make somebody laugh with a wholesome joke, then you, you're doing a really good job. Also, the relationship between uh, Piggy and Kermit, it feels just so real. It's like, should I be here listening to these two people, like, sort out their problems? And I'm glad they do sort out their problems. I know that's a spoiler, but this movie's like 10 years old almost. So, you know, you should have watched it by now. But, you know, I guess you should just watch this movie because it makes you feel like you've known these guys forever. It's like, you know, I didn't grow up with the Muppets. I grew up with Sesame Street, but I felt like I grew up with the Muppets. And it makes you feel like that. It doesn't exclude you just because you're not a fan of the Muppets from the past. It really brings past and present together into one movie. And I, it makes you feel like family. And I really do appreciate that. That's a hard thing to do with a movie, especially a movie about the Muppets who were old and dusty. Nobody thought they could be profitable, and yet they made a really good movie. So go check that one out. In theaters now, probably. Just kidding. It's been out of theaters for a long time. That was a stupid joke. I shouldn't have said that. Um. So next up on my list, I want to talk about a TV show. Uh, it's, it's a recent TV show that's been added to Netflix called Living With Yourself. And the show features Paul Rudd. Uh, playing himself, Paul Rudd, or not playing himself, playing Miles, I forget his last name, he's playing a guy named Miles, and it also features Paul Rudd again, playing a clone of Miles, what? You're talking about clones, okay, that's where the title comes from, it took me a while to get that, so, um, this also features, I think how you say her name is, Aisling B, who's a Scottish actor, or actress, um, she's really good, I like her in a lot of stuff, but this movie or this show, rather, it's about Paul Rudd, he's kind of, like, upset with his life, and he's like, man, what am I going to do, and his friend is like, hey, man, uh, go check out this spa, I heard, I heard, I went there, and they really helped me out, and he goes there, and he goes, to, he, he goes to the spa and everything, he's like, oh, wow, this is a nice spa, it's really expensive, and then he wakes up in, like, a body bag underground, and he goes home, and he sees that there's another him. And that's about all I really want to give away with the show. Because all, all that's the first episode. Then there's seven, or there's seven more episodes you can tune into to see what happens. Because um, I don't want to spoil what happens. It's, it's really short anyway, so I shouldn't have to spoil it. But it, you really are like drawn into the show. I watched it in one day and it didn't even feel like I watched it in one day. I was like... Whoa, I finished it already. It was kind of sad. And the, the ending. Oh, it makes you want more. It's like, whoa. I did not expect that to happen. 
So, without giving too much away, it's funny, it's serious, and it's romantic in a lot of different ways. You know, there'll be scenes where Miles and his wife are arguing, and you're like, like I said with Kermit and Miss Piggy, you're like, whoa, should I really be here listening to these people talk about this stuff? And you're like, probably not, but here I am. It feels really uncomfortable, but in a good way, I guess, if that makes sense. And there's some big twists in this show that you don't expect to happen. You're like, okay, that just happened. That's pretty crazy. And it's like, it like took me like, whoa. I was, I was like thrown back in my seat. It was that crazy. But nonetheless, without, I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I don't want to spoil it because I'll probably accidentally spoil it. So if you have time to watch it, it's only eight episodes and they're all really good. So go watch it. You will not regret it. Next on my list is another movie I watched recently called Sky High. Now, if you don't, if you haven't heard of this movie, I, I completely understand it. It's a Disney movie from 2007, if I remember right. And I watched it when I was a kid because I like superheroes and I still like superheroes, but I liked him a lot when I was a kid. And I was like, man, I should check this out. It's on Disney Plus. Let me let me rewatch it. And man, did I have such a fun time. So, if you don't know about Sky High, it's a movie that it feels like a comic book. But it's not based on anything. At least to my knowledge, it's not. And in this movie, in this world, we have a character named Will Stronghold. And he, he has to go to his first day of Sky High, which is like high school, pretty much, for superheroes, superhero kids. And he's like... Oh God, what do I do? I don't have my powers yet. So he goes to school on his first day and a lot of stuff happens there. You know, he's like, well, all these people have cool powers and I'm just powerless. And uh, he goes to, they go to the gym, which is where they, they have power placement to see if they get placed in uh, hero or hero support, which is pretty much sidekick. And funny thing about Will is both his parents are two of the most famous superheroes, Jetstream and Commander, Commander and Jetstream, Jetstream, something like that. So everybody's like, Will, you're the coolest guy here. You probably have so many powers. So Coach Boomer, played by Bruce Campbell, says, let's, let's test you out, Stronghold. And he drops a car on him, but Will can't lift it. And then he's like, well, maybe you can fly like your mom. And he launches him off a pad. Will can't fly, unfortunately. So he gets placed in hero support. And... Will's a bit sad about it at first. He's like, man, dad's going to be so disappointed. But he makes some good friends. Uh, I think one of them's name is Zach. He's a kid who can glow. There's another kid whose name I cannot remember. And he can melt. Another one can turn into a gerbil. And then you have his best friend from his childhood whose name I can't remember. It's like on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember it. But she can control plants. But she refuses to use her powers unless she needs to use them. So after that, he, uh, Will's like studying at his house, and his dad's like, "Wow, I'm glad you're taking in these hero supports. You're a good tutor." And then he's like, "Dad, I'm into hero support." And Will's dad's pretty like broken up about it. He's like, "I'll, I'll go talk to the teachers right now. I'm getting to put you put you in hero training." And Will says, "Dad, I like it here." So he goes to school the next day, I believe, probably the next day, and. He makes there's a, a got kid, there's a kid who doesn't like him. His name's War and Peace. Yeah, I know, clever name, and he doesn't like him because 
his dad was a villain and his mom was a hero. So Will's dad put Warren's dad in jail because he's a villain, obviously. So Warren's a bit angry about it. So we have him. Pretty much, they they accidentally get in a fight and they start fighting. Will doesn't have his powers yet, and then he sees Warren's about to mess with his friends, and then Will uses his super strength that he didn't know he had, and he and he saves his friends. And he's like, "Yes, I did it." And then they get placed in detention, where they both reconcile with each other and are like, "Hey, man, that's our parents. It's not us." Then after that, Will has a party, and a lot of stuff happens, you know, crazy party, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to give away the twists that happens, and so I'm not going to give away any more of the movie, because it's kind of a twist. Or not a twist, it's just a spoiler, and I think you should really see what happens, because I've pretty much given you the first half of the movie, so just skip to the second half when there's a party if you want, and go watch it from there. But, you know, with what I've said so far, the only thing I didn't really like about the movie was like it felt really creepy at some points like I don't know if that's how life was in 2007 if everything felt creepy with teachers and stuff but it really did have that vibe um another thing is this is a small thing that I just want to mention if you're a fan of the Wonder Woman show from the 70s Linda Carter plays the principal uh principal powers and I think that's kind of cool you know get like a famous superhero actor in it you also have Kurt Russell playing uh, Commander, and he does it perfectly. You know, Kurt Russell's an amazing actor. And I, I think that was his first role as a superhero in a superhero movie, maybe. I may be wrong. I haven't researched it, nor do I plan on researching it. But go check this movie out. It's really fun, it's creative, and it feels like a comic book, which, if you liked Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies then you'll love this, I think. So, what, what, what am I going to keep suggesting movies for you? That's probably what you're asking right now. And the answer to that is no. I'm not going to do that anymore. Because I've suggested two movies already and one show. So I figured, why not change it up? Instead of doing visuals, how about I change it up to... Uh, What's the word? Auditorials. Is that a word? I don't know, but we're going to use it. So let me suggest some musicians for you and which albums of theirs to listen to. So first up on my musician list is an artist named Darren Hanlon. Now, I was suggested Darren Hanlon from a podcast I listen to. Um, and he's an Australian musician. He's kind of old. He's an older musician. He's more popular in the 90s, I believe. But uh, I started listening to him, listening to him and... I found that I really related to his music because it's like really folky, in a, which I'm a real big fan of. So if you like folk, folk music, you'll love him. And, you know, there's not really too much I can say about him. I don't know too much about him. He doesn't really have such a really big uh, online media presence. But um, so I figured the best thing to do was just suggest you guys some songs or maybe an album to listen to by him. So, first song I want to suggest is I Wish That I Was Beautiful I Wish That I Was Beautiful For You, which is a song where he just wishes he was beautiful for someone and I think that really perfectly I think that is a real good song. I think that's a real good thing to write about. I think that's a real good thing to write about and it's, you know, 
plays off perfectly. It's a really good song. And then after that, you have Falling Aeroplanes, which is a song about a guy who's wanting to write a song for somebody he loves. And he's like, man, maybe I shouldn't do this because she can't really use it. Maybe I should get her a, a shelf or a bookshelf or a cupboard or something like that. But in the end, he learns that he's good at making songs, and that's what he'll give her, which is from my favorite album by him, Early Days, uh, which features some songs that I like, such as uh, uh, She Cuts Hair, which is a really good one, and uh, Don't Want to Pay, which I really do love, too. That's probably my top ones of his. And then the last song I want to suggest from him is... Haley's Comet 1986 which is uh, it's, a, it's a long song it's seven and a half minutes and it's a song where he talks about um, his experiences as a kid uh, in 1986 obviously when Haley's Comet passed and how he didn't really know about it and how important it was and then he realizes how much of an impact that left on his childhood and I think that's really cool that's a big feeling a lot of us have Maybe, yeah we don't, didn't all experience Haley's Comet but we all have something in our life that was kind of big and impactful that we can relate to and think about a fair bit. So if you want to listen to a musician who is going to make you reminisce on stuff maybe, or you know maybe make you feel like you're in love or something, I guess, listen to Darren Hanlon. Check him out. He has some really good tunes. I should say, I don't know why I said tunes. That was a stupid thing to say. But go check him out. I love him. He's a great musician. Um, so next up... On my list is another musician I was suggested from that same podcast, uh, Courtney Barnett. Now, she's a very talented songwriter. She's also Australian, um, which is cool. You know, I've really been liking Australian musicians lately for some reason. There's like a different, like, bit of a vibe that they have. It's real, like, Thai, I guess, if I could describe it in any word. And I'm going to kind of do the same thing for her that I did with, uh, that I did with Darren Hanlon, where I'm going to give you some songs. But before I do that, I do know a little bit more about her than I do with him. So she actually started a record label with an ex-girlfriend um, called Milk Records. And this record label has a, a bunch of musicians that are, I really do like. Like, uh, for example, you have Jade Imagine and The Finks, who are two really good acts that you should also check out, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about Courtney Barnett. Now, why should you listen to her? Well, she's real kind of garage rock. If you like garage rock, I said that really weird. If you like garage rock, such as like Weezer or uh, Nirvana or Foo Fighters or something like that, she really kind of embodies that, but she can also go beyond that, which I do like too. I like some... Some of the songs I like the most from her aren't really garage rock. So the first song I heard from her, which is probably my favorite, was a song called Depreston. Now, uh, Depreston, it's a song about uh, house shopping, pretty much. Or house hunting, I guess is what you call it. And Preston is a sur- suburb in Australia, I think. And she, she writes a lot of songs about just minute things that just happen in life like that. Like house hunting that you don't really expect songs to be about. She also has a song called Elevator Operator, which is about this guy named Oliver Paul who just wants to be an elevator operator and he quits his job to become an elevator operator. And I think that's a great thing to write a song about. It's like, cause yeah, it's not really about an op- elevator operator. It's about doing what you want to do. 
which is a great song. So go listen to that song. And then finally, the last song by her, I think she'll listen to. <clears throat> excuse me, is a uh, ah, can't talk. Is need a little time, which is from her newest album, and that song, um, it's just fun. <laughs> I don't really know what it's about. I haven't thought about that enough, but it's fun. So if you want to listen to something that's fun, I said fun like four times. That's okay. Go listen to this because it's really fun. It, and like I said, it's from her newest album. Um, can't remember what the album's called at the top of my head. Uh, I think it's called Tell Me How You Really Feel. Yeah, it's called Tell Me How You Really Feel. I just looked it up. So go check that song out. She's a really fun and great artist that I think a lot of people will, would enjoy. And she's kind of big. She's, I think she has like a million plays on Spotify, which is a lot. Um, but I feel like she's not really well known in America it feels like because I've never heard anyone talk about her so if you want to talk about her spread the word go listen to her she's a really great person so now I've talked about some musicians I figured why not talk about a book in particular a comic book called Spencer and Locke now what's Spencer and Locke? Tyler or Swinford whoever you want to call me Spencer and Locke it's the it's a comic about Spencer, who is a detective for the police, obviously, and he's really good at solving crimes. And Locke is his is Spencer's best friend, who is an imaginary friend that's been his friend since uh, childhood. So he he gets uh, Locke to help him solve crimes, but obviously it's just Spencer solving the crimes. Um, so so whenever there's a flashback to Spencer's childhood in the comic, it's in the art style of Calvin and Hobbes. So that's kind of the whole premise. It's like, what if Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes had bad parents? And that's kind of what this is. His mom was a really bad parent and was like always drunk and having guys over. And that like put like a real big strain on Spencer because he didn't really know what was going on. But then he figured it out. There's like a flashback in the comic where like this little kid's going to walk off a building because he wants to see if he can fly because he's just so sad with his life and he wants to fly away. But then his imaginary friend Spencer talks him out of it and says, hey man, I don't think you're able to fly. You should try to walk or something. And there's a lot of traumatizing things that happened to Spencer that weren't because of his mother that I'm not going to spoil because you're like, whoa, okay. I also don't want to spoil about his dad or anything because that's really interesting. Um, there's not too much to say about this comic without spoiling it. But it's just, there's a really good dynamic between Spencer and this imaginary character, Locke, who's a blue panther, by the way. I might, I forgot to add that. And the art the art and the writing are just really good. I'll put a link to that in the description, actually, because I really think you should just listen to it. So, it's just really good. And uh, I think they recently started writing volume two, um, like really recently. So go check it out if you really like comic books and you like interesting pieces of media that made no sense but I wanted to sound smart so that's why I said it next up is another movie I know I thought we were done with movies Tyler well I saw this movie for the second time in my life last night and this movie was called 50-50 which if you haven't seen that movie you probably won't know what I'm talking about so I'm going to talk about it I kind of forgot about the movie Actually, because um, I haven't seen it in a long time. It's been like a few years. 
and I forgot how good it was. So, for anyone who doesn't know, this movie is about a normal guy named Adam Lerner. He's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who does an amazing job in this performance. Probably one of the best performances I've seen him in. He's one of my favorite actors, so... Joe, Joseph, if you're listening, you're my favorite actor. One of my favorite actors, not my favorite. Um, so Adam's a normal guy. He, he goes to the doctor one day and he, to get a test for cancer, and he has a tumor in his spine, and it's a very rare form of cancer, I think. And Kyle's like, whoa. I mean, not Kyle, I said Kyle. And Adam's like, whoa, what do I do? You know, it's like, ah. And then we, we kind of follow Adam throughout the movie trying to cope with his cancer, and his best friend, Kyle, who's played by Seth Rogen, which, Seth Rogen, another one of my favorite actors, really good in this role. You didn't, you don't expect him to be that good. He plays, like, kind of his normal character, but more realistic. Um, Kyle kind of wants to use Adam, wants Adam to use his cancer for personal gain to get girls and stuff. And it seems as though, like, Kyle doesn't care and is using it for his own game. But you discover later, late, wait, way later in the movie, that it's not true. But I'm not going to spoil how you discover it. It's just really sweet and touching when you do discover it. And then we also have Adam's girlfriend, played by Bryce Dallas Howard, who, Bryce Dallas Howard, who seems to not be taking the stress of having a, a loved one uh, go through cancer and stuff. So you're like, oh, I kind of feel bad for her because that's probably really stressful too. And then you see later that, oh. Well, she cheated on him, and you're like, dang, that's kind of a, a really horrible thing to do for someone in Adam's state who's probably not going to live, and he has a 50-50 chance of surviving, hence why the movie's called 50-50. Now, this movie's more like a feel-good movie. There's a lot of great things in it, like there's a scene where Adam's like, should I save, shave my head? And then, you know, him and Kyle shave Adam's head. To make him seem like he's more on cancer, I guess, if that makes sense. And then finally, you got Adam's therapist. Now, Adam's therapist, I can't remember the character's name, but she's played by Anna Kendrick, or Anna Kendrick, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um, and she's like a new therapist, and she's still not even out of school yet, so she's trying to, like, kind of get a feel for how Adam is. And Adam's like, doesn't really want help. I guess, and he's really scared to talk about a lot of stuff, and I really don't want to spoil anything about what happens in those therapy sessions, but it really makes you feel happy and sad and just all over the place. You get a bunch of mixed emotions, so I really don't want to spoil their arc, but this movie, this movie made me cry, which I haven't cried for a movie since, like, I watched Oliver and Company, like, a week ago, so that's not that long, but... It is a thing, so, you know, if you, if you like movies that'll make you cry and make you laugh and just every other feeling, then go watch this movie. Check it out. It's amazing. It's perfectly directed and everything, so go, go, go watch it right now. Pause the podcast and go watch it. Now, the last thing that on my list that I want to talk about, it's not a video game. Fuck. I just spoiled it. It's a video game. I was going to say it's not a movie, TV show, book, or anything like that. It's a TV show. I'm f- it's, a mo- it's a video game. Whatever, it's a video game. I'm stumbling through my words. So we're going to talk about this video game. Now, I feel like nobody's really heard about this game, but it's called Outer Wilds. And you're like, Tyler, I've heard of that. That's out- You mean Outer Worlds? No, I mean Outer Wilds. It's a game 
that uh, I recently downloaded because I thought it was Outer Worlds. Um, and this is a game where you just explore your like kind of native galaxy, and that's that's what it looks like on the surface. The surface that's what it looks like. That's all there is. But other than like an optional tutorial, the game doesn't really tell you what to do. On the surface, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm just exploring space. But you kind of go deeper into exploring it, and you find some, like, lore and a bunch of other things that I'm not going to spoil, but these things, like, pull you into this greater world that you didn't realize was there. And, like, there's actually a plot, which you were like, whoa. But that's not to knock away, like, take away from the gameplay. The gameplay is really fun. Like, you have to pilot your own spaceship, but it's all in first person, so it kind of feels a bit more realistic, I guess. And it's kind of hard at first, but you really do get used to it. And a lot of the game is kind of learning and how to do better. And when you do learn these things and get good at them, you feel really good. Like, you're like, man, I just solved this puzzle all by myself. Because it doesn't tell you how to solve anything. And that's, like, really amazing. But it's not a hard game either. It can be challenging, but it's not hard. And I think that if you, you know, if you don't want to play it like that, you can also play it casually and just fly around space, which I sometimes do when I'm bored. It's a really fun game that no one has really talked about, and I think, honestly, it's my game of the year. Um, I think it's on all systems, you know, Xbox, PS4, and uh, PC. So if you have the time and money, uh, go go play it. If you have Xbox Game Pass, it's on there. That's how I got it. I think it's better than Outer Worlds for, for uh, certain. So please, check this game out uh, right now. Alright, so I'm going to wrap up this podcast right about now. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave me a five-star review. And whatever you say in the comments, I'll, I'll, I'll say it in the next episode. And I'll be like, this person said this comment. So you go comment, okay? And comment in five-star and share it with your friends. I'm not good at this. It's if you liked it. You know, that's what's important. If you liked it. Then tune in next next week for another episode where I'll talk about other stuff I've been interested in. So, have a great and wonderful day.